What's the matter? No, nothing. What? You won't think I'm a bad person? Too late for that. Because believe me, I would only say this to you and maybe a psychiatrist. Maybe. Well, her nose is a little big. Yeah, she, she's got a big nose. I mean, big would even be okay. Uh, it's a little beyond big. It's a schnoz. Now, I'm aware that my own physical dimensions are perhaps a little short of perfection. A little. So who am I to be thinking about someone's nose? I mean, I should be grateful someone like her even looks at me. I have no job, nothing. But I have to say, I think about the nose. I don't want to think about the nose. I don't ask to think about the nose, but I think about it. I go to bed at night. I tell myself, don't think about the nose. Forget the nose. But I think about it. I look at her. I see nose. Stop being so concerned with looks. Have you said anything to her about it? I could never do that. You know, the ironic thing is if she had a smaller nose, I could have never gone out with her in the first place. She'd be out of my league with a smaller nose. And I really like her. I know that. And I know one other thing. I'm not getting past that nose. All right, shut up. Here she comes. How can I not think about it? Look at the size of this thing. December 4th, 2016. Hello. Hi. Boy, a lot has happened since the last twip. Oh my goodness, yes. We are living in a changed world. I don't think we need to talk about this. Well, I'm just saying, perhaps... Let's go to the Gap. <laughs> That's a deep cut that a lot of people aren't going to get. Uh-huh. <laughs> but some will. Some will. Look, look, look. What I'm saying is, a lot of people are not feeling so great right now. No. So let's do what we can to lift spirits with some pendant news. That's not really my thing, but I'll give it a go. <laughs> Usually the one bringing everyone down. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. I'm the glass half empty. Well, uh, we had the pendy nominations and voting and all of that just concluded. We sure did. Thanks for voting. Yeah, I was thinking we would read out the nominees in uh, this episode. However... We'll read out all of the nominees before announcing the winners in the next episode. So it feels like when we have two episodes in a row reading out the same list of names. That seems a little weird. Yeah. So if you want to find out who the nominees were, you can still see the voting form is still up. Just go to PendantAudio.com and click the link right at the top. You'll see the full list of nominees right there. Hopefully you already voted. And you already can't know vote that. anymore. Correct. Well, you can, but they won't be counted. Right. right. I mean, even if you send it, we know. But thank you to everybody who nominated and voted, and we will soon have the results tabulated and be contacting the winners to get their speeches for the next episode, and it's all very cool, so it's good to give folks some recognition for their hard work that yes. you appreciate. let's spread some positivity. That's right. That's what we're doing. Spread it thick like peanut butter on toast. Okay. <laughs> um, right, so we do have the premiere date for season three of Henderson and Hafner. How about that? March 22nd. Oh, that's a nice day. Is it? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. It's a good day. It's a good day. Because Henderson and Havner season three premieres then. Right? So that's very cool and very exciting. And, uh, um, oh, the December schedule we're going to mention, uh, as usual, is a little bit squished because we take make sure we don't put anything up the week of uh, Christmas, New Year's because, you know, we like to take that off. So uh, the only thing it really affects in December is seminar, which comes out a week earlier than it normally would have. So you get a little early seminar for your Christmas joy. Yeah, and you know, I thought about it and I'm like, shouldn't we always put stuff out then? Because if we did, then people would have more stuff to listen to. But then I thought, I bet everyone is just as behind as I am. 
So now you can catch up You're during busy. that week. Yeah. So. Go back and listen to those shows you missed. Right. Do it. Do it. From Portland, Oregon, we have Melissa Autumn Hearn on the line. May I call you Melissa? All right. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Sorry, you have three names, so I have to make sure. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. You can call me all of them, most of them. <laughs> and uh, how, how are things up in Portland? Portland, things are wet here. That is, in case people didn't know, it's very moist in the Pacific Northwest. That's normally the case, is it not? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's actually, a... I like it though. Yeah. So it's funny because I actually relocated here from uh, the Bay Area, California, mm-hmm. um, a year ago, much to most Portlanders' uh, Portlanders' chagrin because they they complain about all the Californians moving up. But, um, and you know, California is in a drought and has been for the last couple of years. And it was um, when I would do writing at night in the Bay Area, I would put on a soundtrack which was just the sound of a thunderstorm. <laughs> it was pretty great, right? Because it blocked out all the other sounds and it was um, just something that that let me sort of separate myself from my environment. Mm -hmm. So that was great. And then I moved here and I realized I didn't need my soundtrack anymore, but I still needed to be separated from my environment. So I just had to find something else that worked. The sound of wildfires, maybe? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, too soon? Uh, Um, (laughs) All right. So you have a method. That's good. Yeah. We'll we'll, we'll dive into your writing a little bit, maybe. so I have some questions and pendulums have questions and hopefully you have answers or this is very short and one-sided. Yeah, um, I may have answers. <laughs> otherwise, make something up. We'll never know. Right. I mean, unless you're going to ask me like math questions because, sorry, that's not going to work. Yeah, I wouldn't do that to you okay. as far as you know. <laughs> let's let's start off with um, you've recently been in, in uh, Kingery. Mm-hmm. Um, playing a very unique kind of role in Kingery, or it, well, I mean, is well, it yeah, Kingery because <laughs> now there are two of you playing the same character, kinda, right, kinda, right. kinda. Yeah. So, what's your take on being Tommy Arkell, but yeah, different, but not, but, but not. not. <laughs> um, so when I was first uh, contacted about the role, um. First of all, my mind was a little bit blown. Um, you know, Pete's been playing this role for, oh, God, I don't even know. Um, Ever. Uh, for those of you home, that's Pete Mylan. Um, for ages, right? For right. as long as I can remember. And, um, you know, he's, he's, he is, he is that role. He is, as far as I'm concerned, he's uh, Tommy Arkell. So he, right. um, so then to like have to um, create a character that was basically Tommy Arkell, but not, uh, presented some interesting challenges, um, you know, how to pretend to be a guy who is in the body of a girl, but I'm a girl. And so um, it was kind of an out-of-body experience for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bizarre, but a lot of fun. Um, I think I found some of the biggest challenges were, you know, how do I, you know, clearly this is a man who's comfortable with his sexuality, you know, or Tommy Arkell is. Um, I don't know about Pete. I'm guessing so as well. But um, so he's obviously wouldn't be taking this this soul trip if he weren't um, or at least, you know, ready to explore that. So how do I be him being comfortable, but also kind of a little bit uncomfortable because it's um, it it seems like it's sort of a new trip. But 
uh, yeah, so there was a lot of challenge there. I don't really know how well I did at it, but it was fun, for sure. It certainly takes the Robin Williams standing on your desk and viewing the classroom to a whole new level. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, so, um, let's see, what else? Did you draw in anything particular from from Tommy scenes for that? Oh. Did you? Oh, yeah. I, well, I mean, I wouldn't say there was any one one scene. I mean, I've been listening to The Kingery forever, so, mm. um, you know, I, I can hear all of the other character voices in my head when I think about it, so... Mm-hmm. I mean, I can sort of tell you it's like it's like knowing people, but you don't know them. And I have them in my head anyway, um, right. the other voices that may be in there, too. Uh, but so I, I just I, I did like in preparation for the role, I had to go back and listen to a bunch of, of episodes kind of back to back. I just, mm-hmm. you know, binged them for a while until, you know, I kind of had the cadence and the rhythm in my head. Um, and it made it a little bit easier to then try to, you know, recreate that with my own voice. Okay. I think the challenge for me is that, you know, I'm, I'm sort of a natural mimic. So the challenge is to not take it too far. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not trying to sound like, you know, Tommy Arkell, really, I'm trying to sound like, you know, Allison, who is a, a different version. Um, but but still try to uh, match the, the, the cadence and the pace. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get in touch with Pete about, hey, I'm doing this and I know, no, I, asked you first. I don't think I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I did. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a little bit shy, so um, I probably didn't. I probably just listened like a crazy stalker person. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So will we be hearing more Allison upcoming? Uh, that is a very good question. Thank you, I, I have heard whisperings because I, I don't know. I don't I, I don't have a script in hand um, by right. any means, but. Um, I anticipate that she will be back. Well, that sure. will be fun. Um, that is what I've been told. Maybe, mm-hmm. possibly. Cool. All right. Well, nothing's happened to the body model that we know of, so. <laughs> right, right. Pete threatens that, you know, I ha- I'll have to take over for him, and that's not ever going to happen, Pete. Forget it. <laughs> um, he's like, you know, when you've done something this long and you want to take a break, it's nice to be able to have a few episodes where, uh, you know, your your body double comes in and, and um or voice double whatever uh and but you know i think he's embodied that role for so long that the kingery would just not be the same without him so oh that's true that's definitely true um one person wanted to ask and i'm gonna read this okay word for word um what was it like getting to shoot pete's eyes out in audio <laughs> So that was from Archer and Armstrong. Um, so what was it like getting to p- shoot Pete? Um, let me think about that. Since we're talking about Pete, this is a right. good segue. Right, yeah. I will tell you that it was far more satisfying to listen to it than to actually do it. Um, so to listen, listen to Pete's response, because it was really great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He dies so well. He doesn't really die. He, uh, yeah, he, it's, it was a lot of fun to listen to. And I, I had a lot of fun with all of the parts of, of that show. Um, it, it was such a pleasure, pleasure to sort of embody a different kind of character for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like, I like the action aspects of it, you know, getting to yell and throw things and, and shoot people. It was, that was definitely fun. <laughs> and, and Pete, if you'd like to respond to this, you know how to find me. <laughs> And we can record a quick something for the next episode that we can air something on. <laughs> so, 
So Mary Maria is a very different voice than than Allison. So mm-hmm. um, where did you come up with the Mary Maria voice, and how do you go between them, or how do you keep them separate in your head as far as you know what you're drawing on for them? Um, yeah. So so you have to compartmentalize a little bit. So let me let me answer this question sort of backwards. Um, okay from how you asked it. So for a different character is like, if, if you said, okay, Melissa, I have a, a script for you and you need to switch between four different characters in the same show, it would be challenging. And I'd probably have to do each piece a little bit separately mm-hmm. um, for me anyway, because I do, I do have to compartmentalize. And if I'm not doing a character right at that time, like for example, um, when I was doing uh, Dixie or when I was doing, uh, the Kangaroo and I had a couple of episodes in a row. It was easy to go back and remember what I did on on the previous episode and, and how she sounded. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't typically keep them in my head for, for very long, I guess. So I have to kind of go back and listen and, and remind myself of where I was mentally. And and then I, you know, spend some time, you know, uh, working on that character, you know, in my booth and, and just using the voice and and thinking how she thinks. And, you know, there's a whole postural change with each character too. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like, so Allison is, uh, she's a little bit older. She's a little bit more, um, you know, she's guarded and she's, um, so like when I'm doing that character, I tend to have to shift my posture and get more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Protected, I guess. Um, and whereas, the Mary Maria character, she's younger, and while she's a little bit jaded um, from some of her experiences, uh, she is still a little bit naive and, a, and a more open. Mm-hmm. So that, that you know that whole thing changes as well. But so yeah, um, compartmentalizing—that's that's the way to keep them separate. Um, and then where do they come up with the voices? You know, uh, so I think for Allison it was pretty straightforward. I already had something to draw on. I you know, I had Pete's voice to listen to because he'd been doing Tommy Arkell for so long mm-hmm. that I could then say, okay, well, I can pick up the way he says certain things um and utilize those. So I was totally stealing, sorry. Um <laughs> but but then also trying to transform it so that it was not quite, you know, not quite so harsh. Um and Mary Maria, I honestly don't know where I came up with it. Um, the audition that I did for that um, was like, I had like ten minutes to midnight. I submitted it. Like it was really like very last minute because <laughs> I had never been done that. Out. Never. Have no, done I'm that. sure that's never happened to anybody else. But I, I basically had been like, should I do this? Should I? Should I audition? No, this is ridiculous. This is, I, it'll never get that part. You shouldn't do it. And so uh, I spent some time in the booth and I just worked with different voices that I have in my head to see which one fit. Um, and she came out of nowhere, basically. Okay. I, I know what you mean by the whole um, different posture thing. Um, mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough to do Cat Pride's last interview in person. And okay. there had, was a request for a little um, um, Geist. And um, <laughs> yeah. So, she, so you got to see that? Yeah, That's she so went from the one character to the other and she started off kind of hunched over and really meek sounding and then you see her turn turn the geist character on and she literally becomes larger than life and you're in her chair right in front of me and i was like oh Oh, that's so good that was really cool to see i'm i'm jealous why weren't you recording that in video i did not have that capability at the time (laughs) i still don't but you know I, I did what I could. I got my mic. <laughs> yeah. 
Dude, you don't have a camera phone? We don't even call them camera phones anymore. They're just called phones now. They have they all have I cameras didn't on them. Ex- I was blown away too much. <laughs> Could not think. You weren't straight. ready for it. You no, didn't I know. wasn't. I was like, <gasps> yeah. Ah. yeah. I should have done that. Had to do that again. But... She's very talented. She's yeah. She's oh, she's awesome. Super fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, you got the role, mm-hmm. and. You are the first person to take this comic book character and bring it to life off the page. Yeah, that was no pressure at all. That no. Was, yeah. So <laughs> how many pieces was your brain in when you had to pick it up? And how cool was that for you? So so first of all, <laughs> right, you know, having said that, you know, I submitted my audition at the very last minute and I was like, okay, I'm never gonna get that. It's not whatever. You know, just move on, Melissa. It's not gonna happen. Um <laughs> And then to be told, hey, you got the role, and I, I nearly pooped myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? I got to do that for more? That's awesome, and yet terrifying. Um, and, I, you know, I think initially it didn't really even occur to me, oh, you know, you're taking a character that's never been done this way, or this particular character has never been in this format before, Um and, you know, creating a role in a way that didn't occur to me until I was actually, you know, in the middle of doing the recording. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't, you know, I tried to focus on let's just get it done and do the, you know, do the work. But, you know, and the other thing is that <laughs> when I auditioned, I didn't really know anything about Archer and Armstrong. I had said this, I think, previously that mm-hmm. um, I used to read comic books as a kid, but I, for years and years I didn't. And so once I actually got the role, I had to go and, you know, figure out what the heck I was doing and see, you know, who is this character that I'm playing that actually already exists in the world? It's not like a, um, a brand new made up story. Uh, and so that, you know, that was, that was fun and interesting, but, but it also led me down the comic book rabbit hole. And so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm slowly amassing, uh, a, quite a stack. And I was like, Oh, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm not prepared for the financial investment that is happening here, but it's happening. <laughs> somehow um, it's happening. <laughs> somehow it's happening. It doesn't help that I have a comic book store right down the street from me. So, uh, um. yeah. <laughs> and, um, just, I will throw out a little plug there. You can listen to Melissa Autumn Hearn and her discussion on the Archer and Armstrong Production Journals, number five, released on February 14th of this year, 2016. Wow, you're really well prepared. Yeah, I have <laughs> iTunes up in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> but I had it up in front of me before we started. <laughs> yeah, you can listen to that or you could just go and listen to Archer and Armstrong. Just, you, know. you can listen to both. If you That's haven't listened to Archer and Armstrong yet, yet, go get it's it. It's an and, not or. Yes. They are not mutually exclusive. Any particular part of the show that you did that you are particularly proud of? Um, or stands out or is memorable for you? The, yeah. Um, well, so I'm trying to remember. I don't. Was I in the first one? I was in the first one, not the second one. So in the first one where she's saying goodbye. Uh, and um, to Archer. <laughs> What's that guy's name? <laughs> you know that guy? He's only the star of the show. Um, she's saying goodbye to Archer, and, you know, uh, um, you know, she's, like, crying as she walks off, sniffling. That was real. I was really crying. Um, it, and what was you your know, that motivation part was really, for that? <laughs> was my, 
uh, every time I've had to say goodbye to a friend. Um, yeah, well, so as a kid, I moved around a lot. And that was that entire scene of saying goodbye to somebody who was either going off to school or going off to some other place. You know, it was usually me doing the leaving. And so um, I had to try and look at it from the other other perspective. Um, and let's see, the other part was uh, after... After Tommy dies, Sister Tommy, that was, um, like, I really enjoy the emotional parts because then I feel like I'm really, I'm super invested in it. And um, those are easier than you might think, you know, to, mm-hmm. to get to that place. Um, yeah, so that, I, I really enjoyed that part for, you know, for the parts that I did. I mean, everybody else did such a, an amazing job in the show. Um I super enjoyed, you know, the Paul Bergman and um, Pete Mylan's um, interactions. They had mm-hmm. great chemistry, which is kind of strange, you know, because it's an audio and they, they're never in the same place. But, um, you know, they, they worked really well together. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, so let's talk about some other recent stuff that you've been doing with Pendant. Okay. Active Radioactive Radio. Oh, Lieutenant Lucy. Yeah, so, okay, so, (laughs) what's her deal? Because, okay, I'm going to read this question again. Okay. This one's kind of encapsulated by itself from everything else. So, a pendulum asks, is Lieutenant Lucy a little off? She sounds a little off. Is she a little off? (laughs) It it really is a question, I'll be honest with you. I don't think even the writers know entirely whether she's a little off or not. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, but you have to ask yourself, you know, you're out in the wastes, you know, and uh, it's post-apocalyptic and mm-hmm. you, you got to fight for everything you've got, your food, your water, your, your space in the world. And, um, you know, she's a woman who's clearly been out there for a while and she's really out there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like you might crack a little bit. Even the best of us might uh, lose their crap. So, who knows? She may be crazy, or maybe she's just a little, you know, just a little unstable. Who knows? I guess we, we might find out more later. Like... <laughs> <laughs> What's a little instability in this post-apocalyptic world, really? Exactly. I mean, you know, if you're not crazy a little bit, then there's probably something wrong with you. (laughs) Yeah. We could say that now, too. I don't think you have to be post-apocalyptic for that to be true. Um, So hopefully we'll be hearing more of you there. And um, let's go back. Let's go back, back, way back. Okay. We had a short, um, I guess, miniseries, we could call it, called Red Sands Investigations. Yes. Where you played Daisy Linton. Yes. <laughs> that is correct. I, was like, I mean, obviously you're correct. That's uh, in the research. Uh, I just, for a second there, I was like, I remembered the last name. I didn't remember the first name, so it actually took me a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a while. It has been a while. Yeah. So. Uh, go ahead. I, well, I was going to ask you, is there, because that is from way back, is there anything about that that's, you know, notable or stands out for you from from doing that and it's one of our shorter uh series Mm -hmm. um i had a lot of fun with that with that particular part i liked the character um she was like kind of 
kind of more world weary than you would expect somebody who just came back from from college. Um, and mm. I don't, maybe she was a little bit older than that. I, I don't really recall her age, but um, she was world weary and um, she. I feel like, you know, there was more to that character. It would have been fun to see a lot more. But, um, you know, the the show itself was terrific. And it was, uh, I think, a nice... It was different, I felt like, from a lot of the other pendant shows. Mm-hmm. Um, in that it wasn't necessarily uh, sci-fi. It wasn't, um, you know... Yeah, it wasn't sci-fi. So it, it, it felt uh, very different. I, the, almost, go ahead. I was going to say, I almost think of it kind of like audio noir almost oh totally oh absolutely it was very pulpy yeah Yeah. it was very pulpy um and i forgot what i was gonna say (laughs) (laughs) it's okay you wake up at three in the morning in a cold sweat that's what i was yeah yeah it's fine fine. um i did actually re-listen to that show not that long ago and i i sort of like um you know how i don't know if you ever go back and listen to yourself and you just smack your thigh or smack yourself thinking god why why did i do that that was terrible (laughs) And why did they let me do that? That is really the the real question. Is why did this the is the take they picked? Ah, all the time, every time. This is this is not the one I. I mean, honestly, though, if 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 you didn't want that take to be picked, you shouldn't have sent it, Melissa. So, yeah. <laughs> so you bring up a very good point in that. Um, I was going to say, if you have not heard Red Sands, the great thing about penandaudio.com is that you can go back and listen to the, like all of these really old shows that we've been talking about yeah and download them and listen to them like red sands mm-hmm. like old episodes of seminar that you might have been in <laughs> might might have at some might points have. had a momentarily yeah a yeah momentary place in. um you were in times quartet back back way back yeah, that was like what, six years ago, seven years ago. How long ago was that? I don't know. Many, many moons ago. Many moons ago. Um, now I want to see if I can find it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> I can't spell, apparently. Um, yeah, so that was, uh, was that a three parter? I can't remember. I it was that's long. That's correct. Yep. Yep. And that was written by Brian Oldham. And mm-hmm. uh, I he did a great job. Like, I really enjoyed the character. And, um, it was very daunting to um, be the lead character in something that long. And having not done that many uh, of these, you know, before. Um, mm-hmm. So it, uh, I definitely didn't feel prepared <laughs> when I got handed the script and it was huge. And I thought, oh, gosh, this is all me talking. Obviously, there were some other people in there. But, um, yeah. Uh, the funny thing is that um, during the recording of that, or maybe slightly after, I realized that one of the other cast me- uh, members of that particular show happened to be my husband's old friend from high school um, when he lived in Mendocino County. So it was pretty surprising. And I said, do you know a guy, this guy? And he said, what? It's pretty a small world. It's totally, yeah, <laughs> totally small world. And I believe um, Times Quartet is our only three-parter for seminar uh maybe is that right i feel like i've heard like there's been a couple of two-parters maybe but Mm -hmm. um but yeah it may it may actually be the only three-parter i don't know i have to go back and listen to it again i kind of blocked it out it was really hard (laughs) (laughs) well times quartet was fantastic so 
Yeah, no, I I really enjoyed it. I, it was in a very different uh, phase in my recording life. I didn't have the best setup, and I mean, I, like I think many of our actors, um, some of them, some of whom you know just record at their desk or wherever they can. I my recording space was a closet, and um, it got really hot in there. <laughs> <laughs> So I would like I would go in and, you know, spend time recording. And, and you know, when you've got an episode of, of those ones were they were kind of long because um, I think I, I don't know if they had other halves during the same episode or if they just took up the whole thing. I can't remember. But because mm-hmm. um, ordinarily these days we have like it's a, um, each episode is a two part. So there's but two different shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um so anyway, I'd go in and I'd be recording for like an hour and I would come out just drenched in sweat in my little my little closet. So that was fun. You have to bring water, cold water. Yeah, well, <laughs> or a fan or just leave the door open. I mean, it was, yeah, those are different times. Yeah. Cat, will tell, Cat Pride will say, just cover yourself in a blanket. Yeah, it works the same. Well, you know, my house is really noisy and I have kids who are also really noisy. So um, they would... If they saw me under a blanket, it would be like an invitation to come jump on mom or something. Right. Yeah. Right. So. No, I have two girls. I totally see that as, yeah, a highly probable outcome. Yeah. <laughs> and then one other thing that you did that's like back, back, way back that again, and I highly recommend downloading this if you haven't heard it, because wow. Um, Dixie. Dixie's the best. Oh, it's seriously the best show. It had everything. It had, it had like, you know, there was action and there was romance and yeah, it was awesome. Humor. Humor. And fourth wall, we don't need no stinking fourth wall. I don't even know what you're talking about. At least during the credits. Yeah, that's seriously the best show. It's, uh, it will live on forever. Uh, yeah, so the character in that one, I was, what, Rose? Yes. Yeah. Rose LaRue. Rose LaRue. Um, and that that was actually a really fun character. She was so bratty. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, she just kind of like. Um, I mean, I I don't know if I auditioned or if they asked me to if I was you know ninja cast. I don't remember, but mm-hmm. um, I just remember this one spot where the line was, "I can do anything you can do," and instead of saying it, I sang it because I can do anything you can do better. <laughs> yeah, that one. Because um, she just had that that bratty air about her. Um, and she was one of like the like five or seven or I don't know how many Larue sisters there were. The there sisters were a bunch Larue, of, yes. One, two, three, four, five. Is that five sisters? Yeah. So um, you know, and they all had their own unique character and and uh, unique voice and. And um, flower. I, I felt a little bit like I was all flowers. I felt a little bit like I was the bratty baby sister, and that was that's uh, a role I know well. <laughs> oh, there are stories here. I can hear them. <laughs> I can, I can just hear them. Yeah, you can hear them, <laughs> but nobody else can. Uh oh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. So I started out as the baby sister in in my life, and then um, then went on to have three younger siblings, and so I, I was both bratty and then also domineering. It's really good. <laughs> um, you have a little evil there. You might want to get that checked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's the Lieutenant Lucy coming out. <laughs> So you've had many pen, pendant roles. Um, do you have a favorite that you're willing to admit to? Oh, do I have a favorite? Hmm. Let me look at my characters here and just 
take a take a gander. I, you know, I I have to say, you know, I enjoyed the Allison role because it was different. Um, it's hard to pick a favorite though. Uh, Braddy Rose, no. I mean, um, I would say that probably Mary Maria. She's the most recent, and um, mm. aside from from Lieutenant Lucy, um, and just because she was very, I think, very different. Um, and allowed me to sort of push myself into different emotional places than I have uh, gone before. Mm -hmm. um, barring that, though, I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens with Lieutenant Lucy. She, um, she's a, she's a bit of a crack up. She's nutty. It is a fun show, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's super fun. And it's very, it its format is totally different than anything we've done before. Yeah, which it, makes it just kind of neat. It is, yeah. Well, I mean, it's been likened to some other shows of, you know, sci-fi shows of that ilk, but um, I'm not going to name them because this is not about those other shows. Um, but but it it does it feels very unique to me than than any of the other shows I've heard. Period. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So let's see. You act. Mm -hmm. You briefly mentioned that you sing. <laughs> in, the, in like the shower mostly. But oh, yeah. okay. Um, so do we count singing or no? Um, yeah, if you want to, you can count it. But it, okay, so then you also mentioned that you write, so that makes you a triple threat. <sighs> yeah, I just finished NaNoWriMo. Uh -huh. So I, I tried to do it like uh, four years ago, the last election, because apparently I'm a masochist. Um, <laughs> and I only got to, I think, 28,000 words. I just, like, it was a rough year. It was too hard that month. November is really literally the worst month to do. And sorry, for those of you who don't know what NaNoWriMo is, it's National Novel Writing Month. And the goal um, is to start November 1st and end November 30th and write 50,000 words. Um, and they say it should be on a new novel, not something that you've already been working on. It has to be all new material. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I kind of broke that rule a little bit in that I'd already been working on something. Um, I started working on it this, this time um, in September because mm -hmm. I thought, you know, I had enough material that it would I, I needed to get a, a head start. So. So, yeah. So last time I only got to 20, 28,000 words. How'd you I do this time? Uh, I haven't finished yet, but I'm I'm over 50 at this point. I'm at like 51. Okay. Yeah, you've got so. Eastern time. You have just under an hour and a half left to go. At this well, time and this they, they let me go all they let me go all the way until midnight my time. So I actually have. Uh... Yeah, it's cheating. It's super cheating. Um, so yeah, so I'm I'm already there. Like I've already passed the the point of um, of winning. But um, well, congratulations. Thank you. It's a steaming pile of crap, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's been a lot of fun to work on and um you know has shown me all the places that i need to improve which i guess is you know is definitely something so i decided to take a writing class which is not something i've done before uh -huh. um, and that's also a lot of fun so of course i have to ask you the obligatory question when will you be writing for seminar <laughs> ah, yeah you're not the first person to ask me that um <laughs> oh. I don't know. I have an idea that I've been thinking about. I, I might, uh, you know, pitch it at some point, but uh -huh. we'll see. Let, let me get through this and then I'll, <laughs> I have a, a couple months worth of revisions to do here. So, uh, something to keep you busy. Yeah. Stay, stay ready. I don't know. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Have you considered directing? Yeah, I have, but I don't have a lot of time and I feel like directing is, is for people who can really, you know, dedicate the time to be, I feel like it's so much more labor intensive than just doing the, the acting. It really is because you've got to take and listen to all of these different, 
you know, voices and, you know, sound quality levels and combine them into something that, you know, doesn't suck, which is a little pressure. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I thought about it, but uh, I think it'll have to be uh, later, later, later. Mm. Sorry, Jeffrey. <laughs> Sorry. I know. I know. Well, you know, it, like he, he, they do those classes every now and then, you know, for mm-hmm. people to uh, to to do the directing and I keep thinking oh I'd love to do that but then I'd actually have to then you know assistant direct and that's again it's a lot of pressure mm. maybe maybe next year okay do you have any projects that are going on that you would like to to plug to plug or um, talk about or go hey check this yeah. out no I mean I feel like we've talked about everything that's active right now I'm not doing any audiobooks at the moment I'm not um uh yeah I mean you've sort of heard all of them um, I the only so the only project that I have done that is out that is not related to pendant and is not a commercially viable other you know some other commercial op, um, object is um, uh, the audiobook that I did that now I'm totally drawing a blank on. <laughs> it's not that late in the day, but I didn't sleep very much last night. I'm sorry. Is that um, my dear Watson? It is my dear Watson. Yes, yes, it is. Which is um, an many, interesting. I have take many web pages on, the, on you pulled up. You really do. <laughs> Feeling a little bit like I should lock my doors at night. I mean, you know, more than I do already. Not that I don't lock my doors. Uh, anyway, yeah. So um, that is an it's an interesting take on the relationship between um, Watson and Sherlock Holmes, and um, it's written from the or written from the perspective of Watson's second wife, who you know doesn't really show up in uh, any of the Sherlock Holmes novels, really. Um, so she's kind of a new, a newish, newish feature, mm-hmm. and she sees things from sort of the the more mature view of uh, John Watson's life. Mm. Yeah, interesting. It is interesting. It's not for everybody, but it uh, that was a, a lot of fun and a lot of work to do. That one I did uh, entirely in an English accent. Oh, can we uh, hear a little? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can get back to her because she um, a lot of that a lot of the time when I was recording, I had a cold. And so my voice was a lot more, uh, naturally gravelly. Let's see if I can think about it. Hold on a second. Ah, no, I can't find her. <laughs> you're putting me on the spot, Jordan. You're killing me now. Um, uh, well, that's what I do. No. <laughs> it's what you do. It's all right. Um, yeah, I'm much better at doing it spontaneous than not when I'm thinking about it, but okay. Fair enough. Sorry. That's okay. We'll let it slide this time. All right, so bullet questions. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. Favorite Muppet? Favorite Muppet Beaker. (sighs) Sorry. No, 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 no. That was a good... (sighs) Um, Favorite pizza topping? Cheese? I mean... There you go. Cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite movie of 2016? Well, I just saw Fantastic Beasts, and that was pretty great. Uh Uh-huh. Um... And so, yeah, I, I I guess that haven't been to a whole lot of movies this year, apparently. Um, favorite TV show? Oof. Um, like of all time? Up to you. Oh God, I don't. Uh, hmm. There's been a lot of TV shows in my life. I mean, if you asked me when I was like nine, it would have been Punky Brewster. If you asked <laughs> me, uh, when I was like. 12, it would have been something equally, you know, inane. Um, 
I'm rewatching the Gilmore Girls at the moment. I, I didn't ever watch it when it was originally on, so mm-hmm. I guess since I'm binging that, it has to be that at the moment. Okay. Well, you, yeah, I would hope you like it. Otherwise, you'd be binging it, going, "Oh God, oh God." Why am I doing this yes. myself? Yes, right. stabbing myself in the eyes. Can people find you on social media? Yes, they can. So I'm on Twitter. It's mzsa um, is my thing, and Melissa Zebra Sam Apple. Uh, I am on what's it called Instagram. I think also is Mizza, mzsa. Mm-hmm. Um, I am on Facebook. Am I on Facebook? Just Melissa Hearn on the Facebooks. Okay. I think that's it. Yeah. All righty then. Well, folks can find me on Twitter at JG underscore QA. And they can find me on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash J-O-R-D-A-N dot G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B dot 5036. I was going to change that once. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what Facebook You're listening to Twip. Yes. yes. And um, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. This is a lot this, of fun, Jordan. This is thank fun. I, I enjoy yeah. doing these, and you've been fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> I feel fantastic. And is that, is that it? Is that the end? <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Now we will kick this back to Jeffrey and Susan. It's over. It's over. It's over. Just the interview is over. Coming out Wednesday, December 14. Romeo and Juliet, Act 4. The sitcom. Right, the sitcom. Next time on an all-new Romeo and Juliet, the sitcom, church bells are in the air. <laughs> Hashtag double entendre. Happily met my lady and my wife. That may be, sir, when I may be a wife. Well, that's a certain text. <laughs> God joined my heart in Romeo's. Thou are hands, and ere this hand, by thee to Romeo sealed, shall be the label to another deed. Or my true heart with treacherous revolt turn to another, this shall slay them both. Old daughter, I do spy a kind of hope which craves as desperate an execution as is that desperate which we would prevent. Mistress, what mistress? Juliet! Fast, I warned her. She, why, lamb? Why, lady? Fie, you slugabed! What dressed? And in your clothes? And down again? I must needs wake you, lady, lady, lady! Alas, alas! Help, help! My lady's done. Oh, well, a day that ever I was born. Oh, my lord! My lady! Wild Bill Shakespeare's hit comedy continues with Romeo and Juliet, the sitcom, Act 4, part of the Wild Bill Variety Show. It's the penultimate episode already? I'll be putting in a word with the writer. Listen or catch up anytime on desktop or mobile at PendantAudio.com. And follow me on Twitter at The Wild Bill Show. Say... Did any of y'all think that Paris fella is a creep? Coming out Monday, December 19th, Active Radio, Active Radio, Episode 10. Season 1 finale. Woo! Finale!
Hello, hello, Audio Apocalyptica. This is Johnny Franks on Active Radioactive Radio. For the plucky new generation growing mildly radioactive vegetables while fertilizing the dusty soil with the blood of their enemies. Coming to you live from my mountaintop bunker with a shimmy, a shake, and the super sexy slide of my derriere in my chair. And what's got me so worked up, you ask? Or would if you could ask me something because Johnny knows you and the way you think. You heard it on my last show, Johnny too was on the way back, planning to fall into my loving arms. Only, not literally, because 2,000 pounds of tempered steel is perhaps exactly as heavy as it sounds. Say hello, baby! Hello, master. Oh, I, uh, that is... See, I expected you to say hello, baby, which is a very modestly funny joke that is in no way old or tired, just like yours truly. The world is a scary place, Master. I had to rewrite some of my programming in order to survive. Your bad joke subroutine caused that many problems? Like you wouldn't believe. Or maybe you would. I think I might. Not everyone shares Johnny's sublime tastes, after all. And thank goodness. Coming out Wednesday, December 21st. Seminar, episode 72. Lunch went quite swimmingly today, didn't it, Jolene? Why must you always talk to fish, Alan? He's the boss that nobody wants. They're penny stocks, Alan. I hear what you're saying, but... I also know what I said. That's all I'm saying. But he's the only one they have. You're fired. I could have punched him. I know I could have punched him. Alan is so boneheaded. It's a wonder he had the savoir-faire to start a business in the first place. Hoffy! Stat! Ouch! So they have to deal with it. Excuse me? Did you just tell me how to do my job? And then... Friday night at the Olympic Auditorium on Grand Avenue. Don't miss the best of professional wrestling. It's the most talked about fight of the century. Between world champion masked man The Battler and challenger Danny St. John. How's the house looking tonight? Well, champ, looks like a sellout. Awfully close. They're still counting it up in the B.O. Nobody likes a cocky wrestler. Evening, Gramps. Hey, what do you two think you're doing? Damn it, St. John, get out of here. Relax, I was just checking in on you. Don't give yourself a heart attack. We just wanted to go over some things before the match. And then... Critical failure. Critical failure. Power at 10, 5, 4. Ah, it's you! Hey, no, no, stay away. Don't I'm not... Great job. You've panicked and made it pass. It tried to eat us, in case you've forgotten. So then what do we do now? Find out what happens on Seminar when Episode 72 premieres on December 21, 2016. Only at PendantAudio.com La la la, the show is almost done. Yay! (laughs) Okay, that's it. We're done. Happy holidays. We're out. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. We'll see you in 2017. I jingle a bell, but we haven't put those up yet. I know. 27, 
2015. No, 2016. That's the year we're in. I'm just the, ready. Yes, the it's been rough year. for everybody, so I hope 2017 is better for all of us and for all of you. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got a bunch of great stuff coming up, so stick around and hopefully you'll enjoy what we do. Yeah, have some hugs. And audio hugs for your ears. That's right. From us. I mean them, not you. Right. Okay. I know you were looking that way. I was looking at the screen, like no which doesn't help. That. No one would know. No. Okay. Be sure to stop by the website at pendantaudio.com, the Yahoo group at groups.yahoo.com slash group slash pendant, the Facebook page at facebook.com slash pendantaudio, the Twitter feed at twitter.com slash pendantweb, the Tumblr at pendantaudio.tumblr.com, and look us up on the YouTubes. You can see and hear our shows there. Yeah. We'll see you next year with the results of the Pendies. This is Susan Bridges. And Jeffrey Bridges. Thanks for listening. It'll be over soon, really. 2016, it's almost gone. It's almost gone. Just just ring some jingle bells and think happy thoughts. Next year's gotta be better, right? Why, why do you have to say that? It can't be. Oh. Why'd you say that? I did. That? I stopped. <gasps> you I stopped. Monster, you monster. It's all my fault. Oh, can we uh, hear a little? No. Do Spread it. it thick like peanut butter on toast. Oh.